Welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Simon. And I'm Stuart. We've been finding, buying and creating income from investment properties for over 20 years. And we talk every week about the reality of running property businesses. We'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a rating or review in your podcast player of choice. And just before we get into the episode this week, we have recently been left a new review. Yeah, another review from PJE39. Thank you very much. He said, really useful mortgage information, left us five stars. So big up to your bad self there, PJE39. said, well worth a listen, even after the date first broadcast, which we took to mean that it is relevant content, even if it's a little bit old. So once again, thank you. And for everybody else, please do leave us a rating or review. And you too could get a little shout out on the business of property, which is a top 10 property podcast, I'll have you know. Indeed. And we today are going to be talking about, well, ending tenancies. So the the renters reform bill is still working its way through Parliament. And of course, it has, it is gradually sort of propping up in the news and propping up in in Parliament's timetable from time to time. And uh, one of those times has been in the last couple of weeks. And it, it got us thinking about the, the, the proposal to end Section 21 and with that to enhance Section 8. And we thought we'd talk a little bit about what we feel that might mean for us going forwards, but also looking back at how we have used these, these sections, these, these instruments of law um, in, our, in our past property sort of lives and businesses so far. So I think my my first question, Stuart, to, to kick us off, hopefully relatively gently, is, is how how do you think most of your tenancies have ended? <laughs> so many different answers I want to say, but I'll just go with the truth. And <laughs> naturally, I think is the is the simple answer, which is uh, I, I don't know if I did the math. I'm pretty sure it would be over 95 percent, maybe 98 percent. I don't know. But most of the tenancies end when the tenant wants to leave. And uh, only a third of my rooms, so we've got almost 100 rooms and a third of those rooms are students. So they end when the student finishes that year or or their three years or whatever the, the term is. Obviously, they can move around within their uh, year. So. Yes, and so it's quite natural. And uh, one thing I, I just wanted to highlight as well, we're talking not about the Renters Reform Bill, but we're talking about evictions in Section 21. Because I, I personally get a little bit confused because we've got Section 21, Section 24. These are the things that get talked about. And, and actually, Section 21 and 24 are very different things. <laughs> Section 21, just for those listening, watching, that, that haven't got a sheet of paper or the, the Parliament Bill in front of them, use shadows is um is no fault eviction which essentially meant that as landlords we could uh ask the tenant to leave without a reason and and, and go into that process um but to, to your point and the truth is i don't think i mean i might have used that once but how about you simon have you have you ever actually used section 21 in your career yeah i, I think I think I've only used it twice and I might have missed something in there, but this is a, a, a rental career, if you like, of 20 plus years now. And uh, over that time, 
most of my tenants have been been long term. So I haven't had a huge number of tenants, but we, we are talking tens of tenants across the portfolio. And and yeah, I think only two occasions where the Section 21 has, has been used. And on at least one, possibly even both of those, I also issued Section 8 notice as well, um, sort of just as a, as a backup, if you like. Because as you say, in Section 21, it's, it's just a request for the tenant to leave and you, you don't need to give a reason and and the, the real sort of power of section 21 is that there's no there's no sort of appeal or, or comeback um that, that the tenant can use whereas with section eight you have to give a reason and then potentially the tenant could come back and say actually no that reason isn't correct and and, and therefore it it has to be sort of decided by the court Whereas if Section 21 goes to a court, then the, they, unless there are certain criteria that you haven't met as a landlord, like, for example, you haven't provided the correct documentation or you haven't kept your gas safety certificates up to date or, or various other things like that. But assuming you, you've kept your house in order, the court cannot refuse a Section 21 request to end a tenancy, whereas they can potentially refuse Section 8 requests if they think the criteria that you're, you're requesting it under hasn't been met mm. which so, is so yeah which is why a lot of landlords at the moment are up in arms and you know a lot of what i've seen is people throwing the toys out of the pram because the first reaction from the landlords that, that do kind of shout about this is well it's my property and i want my if i want my property back i want my property back and i think i think we're a little bit more reasonable than that in that only slightly <laughs> Well, you you definitely are, and only on a good day. <laughs> but uh, you know, the truth is actually, you know, I'm just thinking about this now in the cold light of day. If we've got a property and we've said we are going to rent this out, so that some, we are providing housing to somebody, uh, it is reasonable that if you're providing housing, that you can't just at the drop of a hat say, right, you off you go, because that is a service. Yes, you are the owner of the property, and and actually, Section Twenty One doesn't go. Uh, you know that far and when they're talking about the removal of that even now even though we're at least a year away from things being crystallized into reality there will be conversations and items to be written about if you want to move back into that property as your own residence or if you want to sell that property because ultimately as the owner of that property you have the right now of course we're not going to get into this conversation there are countries where that might not necessarily be the case at the moment, but that is certainly the case. So I, when I read this stuff, the headlines always get you worried because that is the rhetoric that, you know, a lot of people want to bandy around that is because things are tough for landlords and then it's issues. But when I read through it, I think, well, actually, a lot of this seems fair to me that, you know, we're not just going to boot people out because, n- number one, I wouldn't want to do that anyway. and. And actually, Section 8, and the wonderful Michael Gove has talked about uh, solidifying that and making that stronger. And what is Section 8? Well, Section 8 means that if you have grounds, reasonable grounds, reasonable grounds such as things like people not paying their rent or in arrears. Now, there is a little bit around that that does concern me in terms of the amount of times they have to have been in arrears and over the time period. I'm not going to get into that. However, that holds true today. If someone's not paying their rent, 
or they're actually trashing your property, doing things to the property that are illegal, uh, moving people in, working for, uh, you know, creating businesses in your property. These are all reasonable grounds. And I think, well, okay, well, I, I kind of think that's fair. Yeah, indeed. And I, you're, you're right. It's, I think the only real concern you could have around removal of Section 21 really is the, the fact that Section 8 is possibly sort of contested. And ultimately, though, it just means that you have to make sure you're, you're correct in your claim, correct in, in having the right evidence and things like that. And around ownership and moving back in, or sorry, being able to move back in or sell a property, the, the plan, I believe, is that there will be new grounds in Section 8 or a new section or whatever that mm. that's allows you to do that still. So uh, I'm curious, Stuart, have you used Section 21 in the past? Yeah, yeah, we have. And when I say we, the business, because I don't always get directly involved on one property. I have been directly involved, and that is when a tenant did stop paying, um, paying the rent. And actually, I think we served the Section 21 and the Section 8, a bit like you did, because that's, I guess, we talk about making something watertight essentially to say, actually, we're going to evict you because we can. Um, but the reason is you're not, you've not been paying your rent. The, the, the one thing I was just going to say about the, what we were talking about before is I, I think one of the biggest arguments from moving to Section 21 to Section 8 is time and the time it takes because Section 21 is usually enough. And again, this is my experience, by the way. So uh, having had a number of multiple tenants in HMOs, often section 21 for the reasonable people out there and if you know most people don't serve a section 21 unless you have a good reason to for, for wanting that room house empty is most reasonable tenants will take that on board and you probably would have had a conversation with them already you'd have discussed this you'd have sent the emails but you might just need to ratify it in technical terms to to make sure that that's going to happen and that can happen quite quickly whereas section eight which is generally, in my experience, used for the problem tenants. They're the ones that take the time because not only do you have to serve the paperwork, allow the time for that to go through, you then have to go to the courts, get a judge's approval that, this, yes, this is legal, and then you have to go through the process of getting them out until it goes right to the, the wire. So that can take months, some several months in, in some instances, maybe longer. And I think that is probably the biggest contention, I think, Yeah, I think it's 21 to 68. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because it, it is perceived that way in so much as you can issue a Section 21 and and, and that's kind of quick and easy because the, the tenants will just, just go. Whereas Section 8, you sort of assume that it's going to end up going to the court and being more of an issue. But it doesn't actually have to be that way. And certainly Section 21, the, the two that I've used, they actually had to go to court to be enforced. and that still means that you've got that that time and that process and you have to provide the paperwork and the evidence and all, all of that side of things and indeed attend and sit in front of a judge and, and sort of put your case and, and convince them still that, that it is correct. And with the Section 21, it's basically a, a box-ticking exercise rather than really a, a legal argument or whatever. But yeah, it, it takes time. And I, I mean, when I did mine, it was a few months but I think it's got a lot worse now in so much as you have to wait a lot longer to get a court date if 
if your tenant objects and you end up having to go go down that route and even once you've been to court and had a judge say yes the tenant does need to leave they can still refuse to actually leave mm. and then you have to go back to the court and apply for bailiffs to come and enforce the, the previously confirmed eviction and this is the same for section 21 and section 8 so yeah i i think it's it doesn't necessarily make it quicker for for section 21 it, it often is because as you say people sort of perceive it differently but it doesn't necessarily make it quicker what it, it what it does do while it still exists at the moment is just make it more certain but something i, I just wanted to, to add is, is to confirm that my uses of section 21 have only been for rent arrears they i haven't I haven't issued these for fun or or because i wanted to be a, a mean landlord or anything else it, it really has just been as the, the sort of easiest and most reliable route to an eviction for rent arrears have you is, is that the only thing you've used them for as well Stuart or has there been antisocial behavior or anything else like that which is often a bit more common in in HMOs yeah where where what I'm thinking about on this is as we talk about it is ultimately regardless of section 21 or section 8 the issue is is generally with the te the tenant in Eric you know in our experience so the processes generally work but the reason they get extended or along is usually that the most problematic tenants cause those issues regardless of what paperwork you use or what which one we should use the the most recent case I had actually which was actually in the last month was that we had tenants that were um, essentially bringing people into uh, the room so cohabiting in a room where we only had a license for one person and you know that was was seen by the HMO license inspectors and essentially we had to serve them notice very very quickly and to be fair they didn't have a leg to stand on uh, so to speak, because obviously they had two people in a room and, and the agreement was for only one. Now, in scenarios like that, only when we walk around the properties can we ever get an insight. But, you know, and, and, and some of them, um, you know, a comical one actually was recently, just as a quick aside, we had, so in a large property we've got, which is a double digit number of rooms, we went into the property. Now, the property, none of the contracts allow pets. Now, one of the rooms has a lot of glass cabinets and reptiles in there so um not even going to get onto the topic of energy costs in this property but there was a little dog running around and the one of the tenants came out and said oh i'm just looking at after that for my uh, for my brother and i said okay and you know it's only a little it's only a small thing so it's kind of okay but then you, you know obviously there's a number of other tenants in the property but what made us laugh we came back a week later to check on something else Spookily enough, that dog was there again, and <laughs> so I don't know where his brother is, but he's, he's, he doesn't seem on to be on holiday. <laughs> um, but back onto the topic, yeah. So was, we actually had two 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 rooms, two tenants that were basically cohabiting with with partner whoever in their rooms, and we served them and got them out quite quickly. And I, and I think just the fact that and what I've seen. And again, I can still say probably on a handful of occasions, um, we've we've only had to serve these. But generally, just serving that paperwork, 
usually kicks people up the bum. So we had someone with arrears, actually served him a year ago with Section 21, and he sorted himself out. So um, that is absolutely fine. And, and for me, that was kind of the intention, because we kept saying, you're falling behind, you're falling behind, you need to catch up. And we were getting bits and pieces. Once that paperwork was signed and people read in writing in legal speak or legalese that actually we do have the rights to remove, that solved the problem and actually worked from my perspective because that person now has the property they want and they're, they're paying for it um, when they should and on time. And with the other people as well, I think they realised that, you know, we just said, obviously, serve the paperwork, look at your contract. You're not allowed to do this. And it's actually we're actually against the law. So we need that to end now. And and to be fair, they moved on quite quickly and um, other people took the room. So, yeah, that, that was sort of my experience. I've talked about another one in podcast before where we had someone who, who you know, just stopped paying uh, and then left and left various items. And you know, I, I always remember your story of the, the animals left behind in uh, in a property. But uh, was yeah, that... Perhaps we'll link back in the show notes to those those past episodes for for more in depth discussion on those ones. If anyone wants to giggle, them. yeah. If, if you need yeah. a giggle, head back to those. Yeah, yeah, quite. So, did you because because your lots of your properties you have agents looking after them because they're they're quite remote from where you are geographically. Did you pass this on to the agent to handle? Did they fill in the paperwork and things like that? Did you get involved, or was there? Was an eviction specialist company that you brought in, or how did that get handled for those recent ones? On these occasions, it was handled by the agent. So I have done one or two. It really depends on the relationship. If it gets a bit spicy, uh, the agent will talk to me about it and I'll say, that's fine. Let me handle it. I'll pick it up. But to be honest, they're, they're very good agents and, you know, we've, we've got a really good relationship. As you'd hope, we've been working together for several plus years. So, um, are you giving me sign language, or are you swatting a fly? That's I'm swatting I'm a fly. Sorry, <laughs> I'm joking. Um, yeah. So, so typically, it's been with the agent, and uh, and yeah, he, he look after it and do a good job of that. And like I say, if, um, but the, the the one thing I would say to anyone in these environments is what you need to be is, is aware of what's going on. Yeah, you know, that's just probably my one bit of advice and experience is that. I haven't spoken with a number of people uh, because ultimately as owners of the property or as, um, you know, super landlords, i.e. You know, someone that is legally responsible for the property, then, then we need to know. And, you know, it's not good enough to, to say someone's handling it because that, that just won't wash if, if things don't go so well. So it's always good to, to keep your finger on the pulse of this stuff. But because you do everything yourself, do you? Or you don't have any agents? No, no, no agents. Um, uh, it's and and the the section twenty ones and and eights and things that I have issued. Um, I have have done manually uh, myself. I have gone to the government website, found the correct form, and filled that in and and issued that paperwork. And indeed, then when court processes have been required, also had to to follow through and fill in the court paperwork and and provide statements of fact and such things i can't remember the exact terminology but but yeah have have you actually had to follow all the way through to a court before for any of yours i don't think we've gone to court i mean the, the flat that left essentially i ended up getting a debt 
collection agency and I didn't like doing it. Um, and to be completely honest, it was a point of principle. The because of how the flat was left and the fact that I knew the tenant, as in we spoke and I tried to make myself always available. And then they did certain things like, you know, breaking the locks on the front, leaving, basically leaving the, the, the property unsecure and as well as just leaving a fridge in the front garden and various things and not paying. Um, and, you know, my view of this sort of stuff is people have had other things going on in their lives. I don't think it was all about us, but it was just the point of they left, they left a, a, a meager deposit, which didn't really cover much of the stuff. So I got a debt collection company onto it, which would have sent a lot of letters to them, but it got to the stage where I said, okay, that's fine. I think they've probably you know, experienced enough um, hardship, but we, I didn't take that to court because the, the, the monetary value, I mean, it was, somewhere between a thousand and two thousand pounds i think you know some of that the deposit paid for i think what ended up happening was because they you know they, they were on universal credit i think those payments had come through to cover off some of that but it was again it was a point of principle um regarding how they had treated the property and essentially you know closed off all communication which 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 didn't seem right because actually if we'd had a conversation with it i'm pretty sure we'd have come to an agreement where i would have just said like okay fine you know pay pay 50 pound you know because because i've done that before and i mentioned on this we had one tenant who was uh, i think a postgrad student type person but they had just left uh, before the end of the tenancy and they knew what they were doing they left and it was a couple of thousand pounds so they just left went back to ireland with and having not paid their final terms rent and just said this that and the other now we tracked that person down it actually didn't go the formal approach we actually found the person on Facebook and I had a conversation with this person on Facebook and said to them, look, I can go the formal route and I can do X, Y, Z. I can take you, I can fast forward to the end and the end will be a CCJ in your name and you won't really be able to get credit for five years. Right? They were basically just saying that. And the person, and, and I'll give respect to them to that, actually came back, communicate, and that wasn't the first conversation. It was just like, hi, you've left my property. And they said, yeah, well, I did it because of X, Y, and Z. And I said, well, look, you owe a couple of thousand. By by way of just making an agreement, I'm happy to halve this amount. And and I think we negotiated on that as well. But ultimately, the, the money was paid. And again, didn't change my life. But the point was a point of principle to this person to say that this is not how the world works. You cannot just up and leave. Like if you know, if you or I just left our mortgage property, we'd find out very soon. Uh, you know what what <laughs> what the outcome of that would be. And I think for me, it was just a point of saying, look, this is this, this is how it works. So um, so fortunately, yeah. very rare occasions have I had to follow through. Yeah, I think you've had more success with or more monetary success there than than I have. The the, the two that I've done, I, I haven't retrieved the 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 debt that was owing the the own the only thing that i've got back was the property itself so the actual eviction process to remove the tenants and, and therefore be able to repair and, and fix up and then relet the the property itself but in both cases they they left still owing owing a debt and in both cases actually the court confirmed that they they had this debt owed because both of these situations actually ended up going to court and and after that I, i've just 
chosen to to drop those those claims or those debts and and not follow up mostly because well partly it, it would be lots of effort and hassle but also just because i don't think those, those tenants really had the money to pay so i mean there's just no point really chasing somebody for, for money that they don't have so yeah it's just easier let it go move on have the property back get it rented out again and, and continue the, the business and, and and hope hope for better next time Mm, must let me know where your properties are because I could do with the house to rent for free for a few months. <laughs> All of my homes are, are well, well, long term let at the moment, and everyone is happy and staying there. So, uh, so no vacancies, I'm afraid, and and hopefully, no no free rents either. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's a very positive place to finish up, I think. Indeed. So, please do leave us a rating or review in your podcast player of choice or if you're watching this on youtube please do click the the like and subscribe button things that youtubers ask you to do and if you'd like to get in touch with us let us know what you think about the, the renters reform bill and the changes coming or indeed your your own experiences with with evictions you can always email us we're available on show at the and we will look forward to speaking to you again next week